Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today, so grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our online training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. Go to lannacenter.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hey friends, today we have a great show for you on how to grow more self-sufficient with backyard chickens. In the last two years, we've experienced some interesting situations with regards to our basic food supply chain. Of course, some of this started way back in COVID, but the problems and prices keep piling up. The cost of eggs are through the roof right now, and that's if your store even has a supply left. So most of you know me by now, and I'm not a fan of that fear-based mentality and scarcity-driven decisions that can get a bit extreme. However, I have a very simple solution to this problem. If you have been contemplating adding a flock of chickens to a corner in your backyard, now is the perfect time to get started. Egg prices are expected to go even higher. So let's take a few steps now to get started increasing our food security by adding a few chickens to your backyard. First of all today, I'd like to start out by giving you a few super quick reasons why getting started with a small flock of chickens is a good idea. Then I'll give you some practical first steps to get started right away. These are simple and easy steps. And feel free to share this episode with a friend that you think might be interested in this as well. First, the obvious reason to raise a small flock of chickens is the eggs. Even when you're buying eggs from the store, they are old and probably shipped from across the country in random shipping methods to attempt to keep them fresh. When you are gathering your own eggs, you can eat them fresh, many times only a few hours old. When we gather our eggs, we leave the bloom on it, which is the invisible coating on the outside of the eggs that keep them fresh. So fresh that they can stay out on your counter and not even be stored in the refrigerator. You will know how happy and healthy your birds are, what they eat, and how much sunshine and free time that they get. Healthy chickens produce healthy eggs. There is nothing better than farm fresh eggs straight from your coop. A second reason is that raising chickens is rewarding. They are full of entertainment, have sassy personalities, and actually make great pets, especially if they are handled as babies. Most people don't know that. It's a great hobby, and with a few simple hacks, it doesn't have to take up a lot of time. 
Third, knowing that you can increase your food security gives you peace of mind when there is supply chain issues or prices go up. You can still go to the store to buy food, but supplementing with your own fresh eggs can take the worries out of the situation. And fourth, I used to tell my students in our Backyard Farm Academy that you could sell your eggs, but don't count on making a lot of money with them. Obviously, times have changed, and depending on the size of your flock and what breed you choose, this could be a nice side hustle. So before we jump into the first steps to get started, I would like to go down a little rabbit trail somewhat off topic, only because it kind of fits here. Of course, this episode is on chickens, but I do also want to briefly share about ducks and their eggs because they are amazing. Our Peking ducks, they are the beautiful white ones. They lay an egg up to once a day. And uh, most other breeds of ducks do the same as well. Their eggs are a bit larger than chicken eggs. So when cooking with them, which I always do, and no one can tell the difference, it's a ratio of one duck egg to every two chicken eggs. So some folks may say that they are a bit richer in taste than a chicken egg, but I can't really tell the difference. What I do know is that the protein in a duck egg is a different type of protein. So most people with an egg sensitivity or allergy do not have a problem with duck eggs at all. Isn't that interesting? Duck eggs are a hot commodity in the foodie restaurant industry and could also be a fun side hustle that could bring you a bit of money or at least offset some of your expenses. Ducks are super silly and get along well with our chickens. We have had one male duck that gave us a little bit of trouble, but all the rest have been super sweet. So sorry for the random facts there, but if you are here interested in chickens, you may also want to look into ducks as well. So enough about that. Back to chickens. So let's dive into the five steps to start growing your self-sufficiency this very week with chickens. Number one, first of all, even in midwinter, you can start researching the breeds and determine your why. Are you considering raising chickens for the eggs? Do you want meat chickens? Those are two completely different paths with different first steps. Although we don't process our birds for meat, we've done it in the past, and I am glad that we did. If there was ever a meat shortage and we needed to, we have the equipment and could be ready to roll quickly. I don't love that process, but I do love the idea of knowing what a meat chicken is being fed and how much sunlight they are getting. In all honesty, right now, I can still get a full rotisserie chicken at Sam's Club for $5. So it's not worth our time and energy at this point. We should probably be doing it just to make sure ours are healthy and organic, but for now, that's on the back burner. We are ready if anything in our situation or the food supply changes. Our society is so removed from our supply chain, and it's time to get back being involved and knowing where our food is coming from. So all that to say, know why you are getting chickens, because the breed will be different depending on what your answer is. 
There are certain high egg producing breeds, and there are other breeds that are best for meat birds. We have a wonderful breed poster and details to help you make that decision in our chicken course that will be opening soon. And I'll add the link for more of that information in the show notes. But it is fairly easy to identify what breed for what reason you want to have your chickens. The second step in growing more self-sufficient with chickens is to get your baby chicks early. They will sell out this year. I would call your local feed store to find out when their first shipment of chicks is. A lot of times they come in on a Tuesday or a Thursday, and by the weekend, they are all sold out. I also love the online hatchery stores. Murray McMurray and Cackle Hatchery are two of my very favorites. You can order in advance, choose your shipment dates, and they show up when you are ready for them, happy and healthy, chirping in a sweet little box at the post office. I have never had one die during shipment. How amazing is that? I do recommend the shipping process, even though it feels a bit weird at first. Number three, the third step in growing more self-sufficient with chickens is to set up that brooder box and decide where it's going to go. We keep ours in the garage just off of our kitchen. Others keep them out in a barn or a basement. You will be checking on your little stinkers multiple times a day when they arrive, so do place it somewhere that is convenient. The brooder box is the smaller box for your baby chicks. They will live in there for a few weeks until they are ready for the larger coop. So this gives you time to situate your coop while they're in the brooder box. Many of you know that our brooder was a plastic deck box used for outdoor furniture cushions. You can buy a complete brooder box online or at your farm store. You can convert a storage tote or even use a galvanized metal feeding trough for one. You will need a chick waterer in a feeder container, which can be found for only a few dollars each. You can purchase chick starter crumbles for food, and I love the pine shavings for their bedding to coat the bottom of the brooder box. They seem warm and, for some reason, a little bit cleaner than the other options. Easy breezy. The only complex part of this is the heat lamp. And you can find those at most feeds or hardware stores. And you just want to make sure it's safe a few inches away from the box. So you can hang it in the middle or some come with clamps for the sides. You will want the temp for your new babies to be around 95 degrees. The fourth step in starting your flock and becoming more self-sufficient with chickens is to keep those little angels healthy. Check on them multiple times a day. They will need fresh water and chick crumble food every day. We also clean their bedding daily. It's a small space and can get filthy pretty quick. We keep a dustpan nearby, scoop it all out, and add a thin layer of fresh pine shavings every day. The only health concerns you want to check for every single day is picking them up and checking their backsides to make sure they aren't getting clogged up back there. It's pretty common. If they are, a wet Q-tip will clean them right up. Just what you wanted to hear on a podcast, right? (laughs) I hope you aren't listening while you're eating your lunch. The fifth step in becoming more self-sufficient with chickens is to move that heat lamp an inch or so back every couple of days as they are growing. 
Within a couple of weeks, they are ready to join the big girl coop. We do have a fabulous process for introducing them to an existing flock of adult birds, and it works. We've tried so many different methods, and we finally found one, and we do have a training for that in our chicken course. Usually five or six months later, your baby chicks are full grown and laying a rainbow of eggs for you. And I don't want to oversimplify it for you because there are a lot of things to think about, such as fencing, adult food, predators, and all kinds of other things. But you can do this and start growing more self-sufficient in a small corner of your very own backyard with a little feisty flock of chickens. Raising chickens is now the trending thing to do, even in the urban areas and neighborhoods with those naggy homeowner associations. Just check your local ordinances before you get started, but surprisingly, it is being accepted now where it hasn't been in the past. I love that we are starting to see a shift in our society to being aware of where our food comes from and starting to shorten that supply chain when our groceries come from our yard or our local community. That is how it should be. So these five steps that we've just reviewed will get you started on your journey to becoming more self-sufficient and having some food security by raising your own feisty flock of chickens. To truly get to food security and seriously not worrying about grocery prices and the supply chain, there is way more involved, of course. This is just one little piece of the puzzle. You know I love my chickens and the delicious eggs. Raising a flock of birds in a small corner of your yard is so easy to do. And how nice it would be for you to know you're eating organic, well-nourished, and healthy eggs from half-beat chickens. It's a great protein source, and many of my friends process their chickens as meat birds as well. This can all be done in your small backyard. It's a delicious way to bond with your family, have a hobby, be healthier, and reduce your grocery bill. If you're wanting to dive deeper into this topic, we do have a Raising Backyard Chickens course opening soon, as well as a one-day workshop on avoiding the mistakes that most chicken owners make. And that will increase your egg production, which is what this whole thing is all about. I will add those links to our show notes here, and we would love to have you join us as we offer these resources to you online. But regardless, however you get there and whoever helps you, you should take that first step to get your flock started, and in no time, you'll be gathering farm-fresh morning eggs. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Gracefield Grit. I know that your time is valuable, and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Gracefield Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own Gracefield Grit.